Welcome to Classic Reviews, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for reviewing classic television television shows, video games and films. I'm your host Matthew and let's wrap up Season 5 for Classic Reviews with a Season 5 rankings. Um, I debated as to whether it was worth doing it this year but then I've changed my mind I suppose. It's almost sort of tradition with the season that I, essentially what I'm doing here, so for those of you who might not have listened to previous seasons... Uh, What I essentially do is take everything that I've reviewed within that season, so this time it's 10 different things, Uh, some of them are TV shows, some of them are episodes, and some of them are films, and then even though these things are very, very different to each other, I uh, take all of them into a top 10, I put them into, obviously, you know, number 1 being the best, 10 being the worst, and then simply go through and, and rank them. It's a bit of a different type of ranking as opposed to, like, top five best netflix tv shows or something like that Uh, because obviously all these things are very very different but it's kind of part of the challenge is to figure out you know is wallace and gromit better than night of the living dead (laughs) that kind of thing so um i think that is interesting to do as well um so let me just uh recap the uh things i reviewed this season i'm gonna have to do this in no particular order so we had tom and jerry which was season one episodes one to four which were very very short episodes then we jumped on to i believe it was superman after that then it was batman so it was sort of continuing with the superhero stuff then i think it was um either night of the living dead or the wire uh so the wire season four we had simpsons chicken run uh tmnt so obviously teenage mutant ninja turtles the first film space jam uh two episodes of wallace and gromit and uh, the simpsons but that was a general chat on the simpsons um so let's just dig right in go go through these uh so number 10 so the worst of these 10 things that i reviewed uh was probably space jam uh the original film i don't think either of them are good i definitely upon reflection i don't remember exactly what i said in terms of if this one's better than the other one um actually i hadn't seen no i hadn't seen the second one when I reviewed the first one, but then when I reviewed the second one, I'd obviously rewatch the previous one. Um, it, it's interesting with the two Space Jam films because the first one is better and less clunky and less of like a Warner Brothers advertisement, which is what the second film is. Um, but it's still a bit sort of bland in too many places. There's some issues with like Lola Bunny and stuff like that. Um, but it's just a bit kind of eh, um, which it shouldn't be because the Looney Tunes are very, very charismatic characters. Uh, it's not a problem with the Looney Tunes. I think Looney Tunes itself is great, but, um, you know, putting them with, I think it was Michael Jordan and then it was, who was the second film? LeBron James was it, I think? Yeah. Uh, Michael Jordan and then LeBron James wasn't really their fault either for the two films, but putting them into this basketball thing i think it's just everything around that i mean to put the looney tunes into a basketball game should be a quite fun thing and it can be at certain points but it's things around it as well that just don't make this film great i do think the first one's a lot better than the second one Um, and i'd be curious to see what they would do with a third if that ever happened um but yeah space jam is at number 10 number nine i'm gonna put batman um it's uh 
Look, looking back on this film, so this is for the 1989 Batman, the Michael Keaton one, the first one. Actually, it wasn't the first one because you had the Adam West Batman film as well. Um, the first Michael Keaton one, I guess. Um, you got some good performances and things in here. So you've got obviously Jack Nicholson as Joker. You've got Michael Keaton as Batman. It just doesn't really stick out among the other Batman films, I think, especially with like you know the Dark Knight. I think Batman Forever is great as well. Um, it's just, it's just a, <clears throat> it's a good Batman film, but I think everything else, obviously, above this, in this list, is, um, better in some way, shape, and form, if that makes sense. Um, so that's the Batman film. Number eight, I'm gonna put Superman, so the 1978, Richard Donner directed, and Christopher Reeve starring, rest in peace to both of them, of course. Um, <clears throat> um, it's a great first attempt at Superman. Um, I think Christopher Reeve is great. I think Richard Donner um, did a very good job directing. But you've got the big issue there, which is the time travel thing, um, which just takes the stakes out of the film, I think, and is a bit of a, a bit a bit of a disappointing element. I think honestly, if you change that and you do something else with that. This film is a lot, lot better. I'm looking forward to checking out the other Superman films as well, even like the Brandon Ralph ones and the rest of the Christopher Reeve ones as well should be interesting to go to. But yeah, number eight is Superman. Number seven, I'm putting The Wire Season 4. My main issue with The Wire Season 4 is it does tell a great story, but it does it too slowly. This is a very classic example of having a 13-episode season that should have been a 10-episode season. If you just cut certain things, if you get to the reveal of the season, of that particular season, quicker, it would be better, but they didn't, obviously. Um, but it's it's still, <coughs> excuse me, it's still a, um, a great season of TV. It's just slightly on the slower side of things, which lets it down, I think. But that's a classic sort of example of 13 episodes is too many. So uh, that's The Wire season four, so that's at number seven. Number six, I'm going to put Wallace and Gromit, which is the two episodes that I checked out from, I think it was also, nine, I think it's 1989. Um, those episodes, the first, the oldest, the oldest season that I could find, uh, from Wallace and Gromit, which is the, uh, Grand Day Out and the Wrong Trousers episodes, which are good fun, uh, not as good as some other animated stuff on this list, it was great to go back to Wallace and Gromit, um, I remembered certain parts of those episodes, but that was really, really good to go back to, um, as well, and I will be covering the other two episodes next season, as well for classic review season six i'll talk about season six um at the end of this podcast um but no they're good I, it was great to get back to wallace and gromit and everything so i uh, enjoyed my time with that hi there and thanks very much for listening today i'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links the first of which is our amazon affiliate link that's where you can shop on amazon we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra so whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today 
is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, moving into the top five. Number five, I'm going to put Chicken Run, which is, of course, another one from Ardman um, Studios. So is uh, Wallace and Gromit as well. Uh, Chicken Run's good fun, I I like it, it's got certain surprisingly dark elements to it as well with a couple of particular things and that was a really really great one to get back to, just feel it's a bit more, a bit better sort of written maybe in certain parts than Wallace and Gromit, when I was going through this list Wallace and Gromit and Chicken Run were the two that I was having difficulty with deciding which one was better, they're kind of neck and neck for me, I really do enjoy both of them, but I think Chicken Run just edges out those Wallace and Gromit episode. So Chicken Run is at number 5. Number 4 I'm going to put Tom and Jerry. Um, I was going to put this a little bit lower. Um, but. To, see the issue for me with the 4 episodes. And I said this of course on the podcast itself. Tom and Jerry is better when it doesn't stick to a theme. When it's literally just the mindless violence between the two characters. Because then you can really introduce the slapstick fun of it. And that's probably the best part. When it tries to tell a bit more of a story, I don't feel like it works quite so well. But the uh, the episodes and the parts of those episodes in there, which is the first four episodes of, of season one, um, when they do stick to the slapstick um, violent comedy, it is a really, really good time. And that just edges it out over Wallace and Gromit and Chicken Run for me. But some really great animated stuff there. So I'm going to put that at number four. Number three is going to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first one, which I think is also from 89, I think, or 90. I think it's 1990, one of those two years. Um, Great film, a really, really excellent film. Um, I think there's a sequel to it that I should watch, if that's the case. I will include that in next season. I really, really enjoyed going through that film. And, you know, I'd heard for years about, like, Okay, there's so many different iterations of these characters, and there is, there's quite a few different ones, and I was never quite sure which one to go to, but then I started kind of hearing about, like, you know, if you want the best of the best out of TMNT, um, you watch this film, and I think that is very much correct, 
Um, so I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that. I got a lot of respect for, for that film. Uh, number two, just about losing out to what is at number one. Uh, number two is going to be The Simpsons. Um, a show that I basically grew up with and have watched for most of my life. Simpsons is great because you can just... It's like kind of like with um, Tom and Jerry and Wallace and Gromit. You can just kind of jump in on most episodes probably. Um, it's not something you need to be caught up with per se. But of course if you want to start watching it, probably start from season one episode one um but no the simpsons is iconic i still stand by i think the simpsons is the most iconic thing in media um and my example of that is if you are to show a picture of something related to the simpsons so whether it's one of the characters or the house or the school or something like that it's pro or like the car maybe um, homeless car, it's probably recognisable to most people. Whether or not they've properly sat down and watched The Simpsons, The Simpsons is too relevant in pop culture to just have somebody that doesn't really know much about it. Um, I would at least expect the majority of people to be like, oh yeah, I've heard of that. To, to at least be like, oh yeah, Simpsons, I, I know of it, kind of thing. Maybe they haven't watched loads of it, but they know of it at least, I think. Um... So certainly in terms of television, I think it's the most iconic thing out there and the most recognisable as well. Um, whether or not you like it or you think it's not popular or whatever, iconic, I think, is a status I would give to that. And I think it's a great show as well. And um, I've really enjoyed revisiting it pretty much since Disney Plus launched over here, which was a couple of years ago. So here we go. And number one is the only thing I haven't mentioned yet on the list. Uh, it's Night of the Living Dead, George A. Romero. I have so much love and respect and appreciation for this film, both in terms of its actual quality of a film and because I enjoy a lot of zombie content and if this film didn't happen, maybe a lot or maybe all of that zombie content that I enjoy might not exist today. So things like The Walking Dead, Last of Us and a lot of those, a lot of those other things that I really enjoy from the zombie genre um, or infected horror genre whatever you want to kind of call it um and like black summer and tv shows like that um yeah i i think this is certainly iconic in terms of the horror industry um and even things like the old style of this film and having it sort of black and white they aren't things that sort of take away They're, those are things that add to its charm i think there's certain older things such as Night of the Living Dead, that have certain older film qualities to them that they aren't a retraction on the quality of it because obviously it doesn't look modern. I think it's more of a charm addition to these types of things. Like there's certain things within, let's say, the old Terminator films that have an old style to it because the films are old, but Instead of those things and Night of the Living Dead feeling outdated, it doesn't feel outdated. Um, it Obviously, yes, it looks old, but it's not sort of like, oh, this is old and horrible. It has a charm to it that I think really sticks out. And I, I have noticed, as I've been doing, obviously, these five seasons of classic reviews, I have picked up on certain properties that have done that, that have just, instead of feeling outdated, basically, they just use the... that they, They've aged so well... To the point where the charm of those older type things leads to my appreciation more of obviously films that came out before my time. 
which obviously was Night of the Living Dead. Um, and I, I've really, I've really, that's been one of my main great takeaways from doing classic reviews. Is of course, you know, I'm considered a young person still, and there were great films like this, great TV shows and things like that that came out before I was even born, um, or when I was younger, that are really worth revisiting because of that particular charm. I know I've said charm about fifteen times, but still, um, so yeah, I, I really, really love this film and. It, it I, I would kind of say it holds a special place with me just because of um, whatever comes out in this day and age that's got like infected people or zombies or however you want to sort of phrase that. Obviously there's different styles to those types of zombies and different types of infections in different media and stuff. All, all of those things that come out. So even newer things obviously like All of Us Are Dead which I reviewed uh, very recently. And Black Summer and even like World War Z, Walking Dead. They all owe something to Night of the Living Dead. And to George A. Romero as well. So um, I think that's brilliant. Uh, yeah, that's my rankings for the 10 things. They're all very, very different. Of course, you can't necessarily compare something like Tom and Jerry to Night of the Living Dead. But just in terms of when I went through these things and watched them. Which ones stuck out more in terms of quality? Which one did I have a better time with, I suppose? And which one offers... What What do these things kind of offer? Which one's a better paced and that kind of stuff. Which is why the wire's a bit lower for me. Um, so yeah, it's been great doing this again. Um, this year I did record some of this, of course, last year. I do tend to schedule these episodes. But these last two, which were uh, 510 for Wallace and Gromit. And uh, the season rankings I've recorded more recently. Um... But uh, yeah, season six will be a thing as well. This this, this series will continue. Um, and I was thinking the other day as to when I'm going to make the next season. Because I do like to make it in advance of when I'm going to release it. Um, now because of my new job, um, I do get certain half terms. Um, which I've, I clean at a school basically and it... I get given obviously more time when we've got half term because it means time off. There's a big um, half term in the summer. It's like the six weeks of summer school thing and we get that time period off. I think because at the moment it's the 14th of um, February. I think I'm going to aim to record the next season in those six weeks. That Out of any point between now and the end of the year that's probably when I'll have the most time regardless of like what other TV shows and stuff are on that's when I will literally have the most time to do this because it's just producing 10 episodes of these seasons even if it's just for like four Tom and Jerry episodes or two Wallace and Gromit, MS, Wallace and Gromit episodes um, it does take a lot of time to make these 10 episodes and I do want to stick to 10 I don't want to start shortening the season and that kind of thing um, I think 10's a good um, a good amount to do it for um, I also like 10 episode seasons of TV so that kind of plays a part as well um, I just think it, I just I just prefer doing 10 episodes I, I know I did do that 6 episode season for like season 3 but that was to sort of like wrap up a few things and, and that kind of thing anyway um, I've already thought of a few things I'm going to do for next season, some of these will be continuations like I've mentioned so probably some of the other Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle um films um probably some more tom and jerry probably a bit more chicken run uh not chicken run sorry uh wallace and gromit um probably the fifth season of the wire uh, i've got a couple of disney films that i really want to get to that i'm i'm kind of my my nostalgia's sitting there because um, i do like revisiting things that i haven't seen for like probably 10 years and watching new things 
or things that I haven't seen before. Um, so I've already got I've already got an idea for about six or so episodes, but there's certainly no shortage of these classic uh, pieces of media. And at one point, I will figure out what to do with video games because this series is supposed to have video games in it. But obviously, that's an entirely different thing. I do want to have a good run through um, some PlayStation One games, but I need to figure out a better way to to play them. Basically, so anyway, let me know what you thought of this season. What do you do? What we what would be your rankings for this? I know some people would hold the Wire season four pretty high, but for me, it just doesn't quite match up to some of these other things. Um, is there anything you would like to see maybe for next season? Something that you think is similar to these types of things? Um, let me know what you think, what your rankings would be, and let me know what you think of these individual things as well. So we've got Space Jam, Batman, Superman, The Y Season 4, Wallace and Gromit, Chicken Run, Tom and Jerry, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Simpsons, and Night of the Living Dead. So let me know what you think of all of those. Uh, you can do that by writing into Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. Twitter eTalkUK does the contact page and information in your show notes, so take a look at all of that. Um... If you want, that's it pretty much for this season of Classic Reviews. Obviously, this is the wrap-up for the season, and the series will be back. But I, I think I'll probably aim now, now that I've got this new job, produce the season during the summer. So, like, obviously watch and record these episodes, watch the things, record these episodes. And then probably when things, like, die off out Christmas, so, like, when Walking Dead goes off the air, the DC shows go off the air, that type of thing, that is a kind of a sweet spot for releasing the Classic Reviews episodes. Um, and then it kind of swings back into sort of January-ish when things tend to come back. So I think that's a schedule that I'll try and stick to. So um, there we go. Um, you can find all of that and a lot more, obviously, TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcasts over on entertainmenttalk.org. And you can find us on your favourite podcast platform, search for Entertainment Talk. So check all that out as well. Um, if you want to support what we're doing here on Entertainment Talk, you can either listen to more episodes on the places that I've just mentioned. Um, you've already found us somehow, so you can check out the other episodes that we did, uh, or that we're doing, past, present, and future, and all that. Um, word of mouth on social media, let other people know about what we're doing and tell them where they can find it, so the places that I've already mentioned. Social media, share things around over on those places, that kind of thing that helps us out as well. Uh, what's the other thing that you can do? Uh, Patreon, of course, uh, $1, $3 level tiers, add free podcast review options, take a look at those if you'd like to as well. Um, if you're TV and your film news, obviously, if any of these things get reboots or sequels or whatever, you never know what can happen these days. Um, or just for your general TV and film news, David's got you covered, geektown.co.uk, Geektown Radio, those episodes come out on Tuesday, so look out for those. Bex is still streaming basically daily over on Twitch. Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, lots of good, great, creative content over there. You can follow me on Twitch as well, eTalkUK, for my different gaming streams. And if you miss any of those streams or the video game clips that I've got, YouTube, Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you for the next season for Christmas, I guess. But plenty of content between now and then. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next season for Season 6. Season 6 already. Alright, thanks everybody for listening. Catch you next time. Goodbye.